tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. Welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock, 3.02 on your Tuesday afternoon. We welcome you in. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for tuning in this afternoon. Lots going on, lots to talk about. Good afternoon, Bear. How are you, sir? Not doing too bad, Russ. How about you? Yeah. All right. Been better, been worse. Yeah, same here. Just a nice average February afternoon. Kind of, I was feeling great, and then I kind of watched a depressing movie this morning. You're so You watch movies in the morning. Who does that? Me. He's got to start his day off a certain way, you know? And it's also, I, I didn't want to call you out yesterday. But uh, I was talking about some depressing movie I watched. Yeah. And you, and Bear goes, oh, you know me. I don't like that kind of thing. Wouldn't watch it. I'm like, and I thought to myself, and I, I didn't bring it up. I'll bring it up now. It's like, Bear, you watch more depressing movies than just about anybody I know. Name one. Melancholia, that 9-11 movie with Adam Sandler. Oh, that's a tearjerker there. <laughs> if you need a good cry, you want to turn that thing on. You'd be sobbing about halfway through it. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, what what dark hallway did you venture down this morning? A good way to start your day off, too, by the way. It's a beautiful day outside. Let's watch a sad movie. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was big, dumb Hollywood blockbuster. It was still kind of sad. Uh, 2012, you ever seen that? I'd never seen it. 2012. With John Cusack. And- is, that I think one, I- is that the one that's supposed to be like about like the world ending, like the Mayan thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, the Earth's crust shifts and no, I don't think I've seen that one. What was the one that's like the global warming movie where it just got really cold all of a sudden? Oh, oh uh, uh, day after tomorrow. Yep, that was really dumb. That that was dumb. Deep Impact put a weird. I saw that one in the theaters. But that was just like an asteroid hits the Earth. It's a comet. Like that could happen. Wolf Beaterman. Yeah, it that, has that, that could happen. Well, it, it will happen again. <laughs> yeah, just hopefully we're not around. Do we have the technology to blow up a no. big comet or something? No? No. How do well, you know? Because I've read articles about it. There's no way they could stop anything like like a planet killer. You're, you're telling me. if Because we see these things coming, like we'll, we'll be able to identify presume, like a long time, maybe even months in advance, right? They hope so, but if you look at the percentage of... Um, what do they call it? Near Earth. Like, there's such a small percentage of the sky that they actually scan that eh, we probably won't know until it's way too late to do anything about it. They did try and land. And the only reason I know this, they did land. Um, a satellite on something like. Yeah, like on an asteroid. What was that movie? I've never seen the. Oh, um, Armageddon. Yeah. Oof. 
Deep Impact was a lot worse than Armageddon. I just that the song, the Aerosmith ballad, ruined it for me. It was such a bad song that sing I pull, it. You used to I, sing it. I pulled a bear. Like I, the the song was so bad. I just refused to go. The movie, like I've heard, is actually a pretty solid '90s action flick. But yeah, the song was so offensive to me. It was so offensively bad that I just I couldn't do it. Dude Don't want to miss like a lady. Huh? Dude looks like a lady, that one? No, <laughs> I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> yes, dude looks like a lady. Dude I just... I saw the the 2020 wokeness epidemic coming with it when <laughs> Dude Looks Like a Lady came out in the 1980s by Aerosmith. I was like, this is the beginning of it. Next thing you know, it'll be Drag, uh, drag Queen Story Hour. I was going to say, one of my favorite defenses, and I mean this genuinely... Like is when when someone says, "Oh, I've read articles about it," <laughs> because I can't I can't fight you because I haven't read any articles about it, so I have to believe you. Well, after these asteroids slamming into the Earth movies, and I mean, you guys know I'll, I pay attention to like anytime there's like a well, you have to space related yeah. news article. You, you have to stuff. keep in mind when Bear says. I've read articles about it. When he's that intentionally vague, it could mean anything. He could literally mean, I watched Armageddon as a stand-in for, I read articles about it. No, There's a, a wide range of territory that could go over. Could we stop? Are you just reading texts you're getting now on no, the air? Is that I'm what's not, happening I'm here? I'm typing into Google, could we stop a planet-killing oh. asteroid? State of the Union addresses tonight. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. When was the last time anybody watched the State of the Union address? I don't know that I've ever watched one. I think I watched one of W's, like, right when, when he was building up to the Iraq War. Strategiary. It, it was a big deal, like he was going to lay out the case. And he did pretty good, man. We all, most Incredible Everybody bought it. Yeah. Everybody bought it. Like, a couple years later, you're like, wait a minute. Everything he said was wrong. Yeah, they lied. <laughs> Although, you know, they knew that at one point they had WMDs over there. Dick Cheney still had the receipts in his desk. Got some breaking news for you, Russell. According to Ian Rappaport, about five minutes ago, the Titans officially hired Tim Kelly as their new offensive coordinator. Who? After all that, they they hired the guy that Vrabel wanted to hire all the time. This yeah. is, is uh, There is more to it. Uh, they also hired Charles London as their new pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Oh, interesting. And then on the defense, Chris Harris is now officially the defensive, co- uh, defensive game coordinator and quarterbacks coach because the 49ers were trying to get we're him trying as, to interview him with they hired steve wilkes today correct, yeah as their defensive coordinator so uh very underwhelming i'm gonna be honest with you well it also tells me that they're committed to one more year with Tannehill. most likely they're not going to really change the system we just hope that we have better game plans and play calling hmm. i guess we'll find out apparently the key to it is is to spot the asteroid they they say that they've got a really good idea of where all the planet killers are in our neighborhood, galactically. Or, but you got to catch them before they pass through something called the keyhole. The Once keyhole, it, huh? Yeah, according to this, I found the article that I'd 
had read before. Yeah, once it passed through that that keyhole, you're pretty much pretty much out of luck, man. Well, surely we do something, man. We shoot a couple nukes at it, something. I mean, that's what we ought to do. People talk about, oh, you, we not need to go back to the it. moon. I mean, if you're talking about, we need to go to the Mars. We need to do this, that. Like that's what we need to do. We need to get together with uh, all the other countries that go to space and like come up with a. Uh, I know this sounds kind of new world ordery and all, but Planetary what are we talking? Defense. Yeah, what are we talking about here? Like we need to we need to be ready just in case. I mean, good grief! What are you going to learn? going to mars what what does it matter if you send somebody to mars wouldn't that wouldn't that be crazy if like we we had a couple people on mars like in the movies like a you know a little colony of six people growing strawberries or something a in a rock tent. flying by well yeah and then earth gets hit and blows up and humanity's extinct and then it's just like those six people have to re you know keep the species going well yeah I, I feel like they'd have a good chance because they'd probably have a couple ladies, a couple dudes over there, and then like they'd all be really smart. A couple of them probably be doctors. They'd all be scientists and stuff, so they could probably raise a yeah, couple of kids and get be, it going uh, again. There wouldn't be any resupplies coming from Earth if Earth's gone. And they'd have to that whole no oxygen thing on Mars. They'd have to figure it out, man. Might be a little bit of a problem. They'd figure it out. They're smart people. Maybe they wouldn't, and then it would just get down to like the last guy. Now, now, eventually, the last there's a human being in the universe living out his days on Mars. There's a like five yeah. billion years from now. There's another galaxy that's going to just slam through uh, the Milky Way. I can't remember the name that of it. Doesn't make any sense to me. Well, they're moving closer together, so they're going to collide. Still doesn't make any sense. You realize we are moving through space right now at incredible velocity. I, I've heard that before, but my it doesn't really register in my brain. You know that the Earth is also moving extremely fast where it looks like it's not moving? Have you not seen those videos? Have I not seen those videos? Where they show, like, our solar system and how it moves around the sun and mm -hmm. how all of it moves through our galaxy. Man, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out whether or not I want to watch some SEC basketball tonight. That's that's really all that's on my mind. I, I'm not worried about our galaxy. I, I'm worried about Nate Oates' galaxy crashing into our galaxy next week. I'm kind of worried about Jerry Stackhouse's galaxy crashing into ours tomorrow. What? You don't want to lose to Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt. But I'm not worried about him. <laughs> You're not worried until you are. Might want to be. You want to stroll in here on Thursday afternoon, the day after we lose to Vanderbilt in Nashville, and take calls from these angry Tennessee fans? I don't think so. I might call in if that happens. Marcus, let you host the show for the first time. See see how you like them apples. I don't think you'll like them very much. Auburn is at Texas A&M tonight. Probably watch that. What else we got? Ole Miss at Georgia. Eh, not watching that. South Carolina at Mizzou. Eh, that game broke out in my driveway. I'd shut the curtains, ask him to leave, call the cops on I may watch a little bit of that just <laughs> simply because we play Missouri on Saturday. That's awful. And uh, the game of the night, without a doubt, 9 p.m. tip in Corrupt Arena. We'll call this the Disappointment Bowl. Kentucky and Arkansas. Let's go Hogs. Get after it.
They've been playing better. Both teams have. Yeah. Late. They're both 16-7. and seven. Arkansas is 5-5 five and five in the league. Kentucky is 7-3 and three in the league. ESPN FPI gives the Mildcats a 64.8% chance to win tonight. So, that'll be a good one. 9 p.m. tip. Kentucky is a 5.5-point favorite per fan duel. If you're looking for a little friendly wager on tonight's action, it's a game Kentucky probably should win, right? Yeah, I mean, they're at home with the referees, and they should. Oh, And they've been playing better, so kind of – Gotta look for them to to keep things rolling here tonight. Who are you pulling for? Arkansas. Who am I pulling for? Kentucky versus Arkansas. I was just curious. I was pulling for Florida the other night to beat them in Rupp Arena. If I'm pulling for Florida, I'm damn sure pulling for Arkansas. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. Well, back in the day, this would have been a hell of a. This is an old rival. Right? Yeah, back in the early '90s when you had uh, Corliss, Corliss Williamson and Scotty Thurman and the Hogs going up against. Jamal Mashburn and Rick Patino's boys, Travis Ford. Jamal Mashburn. It's a blast from the past. Open up the phones here. If you want to jump in, go ahead and take a shot. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. Scott or uh, Scotty. Hop, I almost said Scotty Hobson. Where did that come from? I have I mean, no like idea. conflating Scotty Thurman with Tennessee shooting guards, uh, Santi Vescovi, named to the Jerry West Award watch list, the the top ten. They're down to their top ten shooting guards out there today, and Vescovi makes that list. Do not have the full list in front of me. The Tennessee release just talks about Vescovi, so congratulations to him. I would imagine he's going to have to – pick up his performance a little bit if he wants to win the Jerry West Award. Of course, Ziegler did not make the Bob Cousy Award watch list yesterday, much to the consternation of folks inside the Tennessee program. Rod Clark, Tennessee assistant, tweeted about that. I don't know that there is a we, – we've talked a lot about it. This team's strength is in the whole. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So – I don't know that there's going to be a lot of individual awards. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if anybody makes all SEC at the end of the year. Oh, Vescovy was preseason first team all SEC. You'd really have to weigh his his defense into that. I would yeah. I would think if you're going to be giving him postseason awards there. Yeah, you would. And then, I don't know, could, could Josiah play his way into that conversation? Could be interesting. I guess Brandon Miller is pretty much a lock for a first-team nod. Uh, Ricky Council the fourth, <clears throat> averaging 17 a game at Arkansas, will be one of the guards. K.J. Williams at LSU, Kobe Brown. Tennessee might – win or finish second in the league and not get anybody on these lists. But I think we would all take the team honors, team awards over the individual accolades at this point. And, and so would the guys on the team, I know for sure. 
I certainly would. Let's take a quick timeout this afternoon, Tuesday, February 7th edition of the show. Get things rolling here with your phone calls when we continue. 865-546-8200, your number if you want to jump on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, 546-8200. Stay with us. We're back with more right after this. Younger generation, man, they aren't scared. Welcome back. The Drive continues. Fan Run Radio. Titans announced Tim Kelly, your new offensive coordinator. Marcus, your gut reaction as a Titans fan. Good move, bad move? Meh. 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 Here's, here's the main issue I have is that he was the passing game coordinator for us last year. Passing game sucked last year. Exactly. That's what concerns me. He was the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans uh, starting back in 2019, but we know who their quarterback was. Yes. So when you have an elite quarterback – can make your offense look pretty good. Who was our quarterback coach or, last year? Or did he make a I'm not sure. Did he make Deshaun Watson look better than he really was? Then why didn't he I don't do know. that for Tannehill this year? Because he Tannehill wasn't the quarterback's was coach or the Well, if you're part of the passing he's the game. Passing game. Like what does that mean? You're the passing game coordinator. Like really, he's not calling the plays. He's not coaching the quarterback. He's in there cutting up film. I'm sure he had some something to do, some input. I don't think he's in there eating Snickers bars, watching uh, NFL Network all day in, in the office, but he, he wasn't the guy. I don't know. I choose to be hopeful. Sure. And you you have every right to do so, to, to feel well, thank you, Marcus. Stuff. Thank you for granting me yeah. the right to oh, feel I how, how I want to feel about that. my team. Thank you. I just like, – Like you're in charge of anything. It's so condescending. Yeah, <laughs> just patronizing. You just, wonder why I go on – slow burn over here my my point is is that you've you've had probably one of the worst offensive outputtings you've had in a long time is outputting a word sure and we needed a change and instead of changing you go from within Uh, and to me this hire could depending on how next season goes you miss the playoffs two years in a row your head coach is gonna be on the hot seat because this is his choice you got a new GM. He hopes to work with you, but if it doesn't start to work out, he may want his own guy. I'm not saying after two seasons of missing the playoffs, you're going to be fired for sure, but you better hope that offense having, improves. Having a functional offensive line would be a good first step. Yeah. I think the personnel is much more important than the coaching, in in my opinion. But. We'll see uh, what happens there. Interesting moves today coming out of Nashville. Let's go to the phones, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board this afternoon. We'll talk. Uh, start with Phil. Good afternoon, Phil. How you doing, Dave? How are you, Phil? How you and uh, Barry and Mark's doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? Is, uh, is that Tannis Hill still quarterback, Titans? Who? Tannis Hill. Oh. Uh at this point, yeah. Well, continue to continue the mediocrity then. I mean, didn't really have much of an offensive line last year. Well, Joe Burrow doesn't have an offensive line, but he got the championship guy. Uh, Joe Burrow's a special player. Nobody's d- debating that he doesn't have much higher ceiling than he Ryan Tannehill. He has two really good receivers to throw to, multiple running backs, good tight ends that pretty much stayed healthy all year. The solid yeah. defense, and he did have 
and his offensive line was much improved this year. They they lost three guys to injury, most notably uh, Lel Collins, former Cowboy, late in the year to an ACL. But uh, I mean, it's that's not really fair. Why do you have so many injuries in the offensive line? I mean, it's kind of all over NFL, isn't it? I mean, that's those guys more big injuries guys in the get, offensive uh, line or defensive line. Those guys get rolled up on a lot. Yeah, and I guess I also think the NFL that playing all these uh, what seventeen game schedule. It's just too many games. It's weird, man. I I don't like having the odd number. Just because the, the NFL has always been predicated, like everything is evenly divisible, right? You got three, four di- division, three, four team divisions on in each conference. Everybody plays eight home games, eight away games, the, the way it used to be. And now you've got some teams play nine home games and and eight away games, and vice versa. And you're adding in the overseas trips and everything. Isn't one of the Titans' quote unquote home games going to yeah. be in London yep. next year? That just like the the one of the many strengths of the NFL to me has always been it it's fair man it's it's very fair like you do poorly you get the top draft pick there's a salary cap you can't just buy right. the best team and yeah. like the the little scheduling court just going to 17 has taken away I'm not necessarily against more football I think more football is a good thing but you want to keep it as fair and even a playing field as possible in my opinion yeah well, uh, so Zig Ziglar uh, is not one of the finalists uh, at the top of your head. Outside of that guy, that point guard at UCLA, who's a good point guard in, in, in this country? See if I can pull up that list for you, Phil. I know that uh, the Koozie Award watch list, the one name that jumped out to me on it was, um, oh gosh, who the guy at uh, – the guy we tried to sign from St. Louis last year, Phil. Yuri Collins. Yuri Collins. Oh, Yuri Collins. Yeah, he's, he's on there. Well, I mean, he's a good player, but uh, – Tiger Campbell. Yeah, Tiger Campbell's, uh, Tiger Campbell's better than Yuri Collins because he's done against elite competition. See, uh, Max Abrams at Oral Roberts, Suley Boom from Xavier, Yuri Collins, Antoine Davis, Detroit Mercy, Kendrick Davis, Memphis – uh, Tyler Kolick of Marquette. They're pretty good this year, aren't they? Mike Miles yeah. from TCU, Marquise Knoll from Kansas State, and Jalen Pickett from Penn State. Um, I'll be most, of these guys are, most of these guys are shooting guards. They're not point guards. Huh. I, don't, I don't understand what, what the, the criteria for the list is. You know, Zig Ziglar looks great one game, and then he's a no-show the next. But a lot of it's because uh, he don't have any help at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like everybody else on that roster, Phil. You're searching for consistency. You don't know what you're going to get from them one game to the next. And I mean, tomorrow night's a perfect example. Does anybody have any idea what to expect out of our guys tomorrow in Nashville? Well, I have no clue. No, other than just a underlying sense of just unease. I think and somebody anxiety will, because we're it's Memorial. I, I think somebody will play well. I think Tennessee will win, but. I don't know who it is. It could be Camelot. It could be Vescovy. It could be Triple J. Like somebody, I'm pretty confident that somebody will step up. You just don't know who, and that's a weird place to be. I mean, we, we knew who our guys were last year. It's going to be Kennedy Chandler, 
Fulkerson, Triple J, those those are the guys that are going to get the majority of your buckets if you're going to win. Obviously, yeah. years before that, you knew that Grant and Admiral were going to be your guys, Bone and Bowden, and everybody. You know, they had roles to play, but you kind of had to define pecking order. And like this team just doesn't have that. It's bizarre. There could be a three fourths of uh, 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 Memorial Jimmy Fools, Tennessee fans too. We were debating that yesterday. I mean. Vanderbilt basketball fans just kind of tuned out at this point. Uh, that's a program going nowhere in a hurry. And will Tennessee fans in the mid-state area snap up those tickets, show up, and, and show out for the Vols yeah. tomorrow night? I think it's going to be interesting to see. It will be. Well, you know, as bad as uh, everybody wants to complain about Rick Barnes, at least he's uh, not holly jolly. See? That was rude. Boy, uh... Bad luck for the Lady Vols dropping one in Starkville last night. I heard it was ugly. Well, it went to overtime. I, I didn't watch, but uh, – But did it go to double overtime? Yeah. I heard it was more ugly than our game with Auburn, which is hard to believe. Yeah. I don't see them making a coaching change after this season. I see a little bit of pressure on Kelly Harper going into next season. And it seems like they will be losing a couple of good players. Some might say the writing is on the wall. I, I don't know enough about it to, to say that. All I know is I'm watching Kara Lawson's development over there at Duke very closely, if I'm Danny White. She's on your – she's your – at the top of your list. It's that, that list. Who, who always had talked about the list? Was it Hart? The Hitman? Mike Hamilton was the first guy I remember talking about the list that the AD keeps in his drawer. And I always thought that was a figurative thing. I don't think that they actually have like an index card with Carol a pecking Lawson. order yeah. of names little, written down. But A little black book. Just, yeah. I don't know. I could see them having actual. Dave Hart might have because, I mean, he was like out of the madman generation. He, Dan, Danny White, if he's got such a list, he keeps it on his phone or tablet, I guarantee. Yeah. John Curry just was googling like coaches as fast as he could. Like I think, and he he. Uh, John Curry was calling the Haslam's and saying, "Hey, boss, who are we hiring?" Okay. Yeah, you're sending the check, right? Uh, okay, all good. Like I wonder Talk who he would have uh, who he would have hired if if the ha if he hadn't if that hadn't been the deal. I wonder if I wonder if we would have. I wonder if he would have gone to the Pirate first. Boy, that would be weird if we were replacing a deceased coach right now. Yeah, it would have been bad. No, I, I, I'm no, sorry. No, I don't mean to be right, morbid. I, I mean, no. It would have. It very easily could have been us. It, I mean, what what's going in that? What's going on in that alternate universe right now? Where Tennessee just finished year five of the Mike Leach era. No, and, yeah, and coach passed away, and I mean, would we be hiring Zach Arnett right now, or would there have been an extensive national search? Who knows? It wouldn't have been hypo. Yeah, it's not not fun to think about. So let's stop. Martin is next. Good afternoon, Martin. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, Russell. Hey, Martin. Russell. Martin. My lady balls are letting me down. Oh, it's brutal, isn't it? I listened to the whole game last night all the way through. 
Well, you're a trooper, sir. And I tell you what, I'm going to tell you right now, I was hoping Kelly John Harper would make it. But she better hope she finishes in third place in the conference. Uh-oh. And goes to the Sweet 16. Uh-oh. And that's why I told Jake Miller. Martin's on the brink right now, ladies and gentlemen. Martin, he's like the Cronkite of Lady Vol Nation. If you've lost Martin, you've lost the country. And I thought Kelly John Harper could do it, but I'd be looking at Carl Lawson and Duke or uh, the Louisville coach, Jeff Luce. Because when, when Pathead Summit was here, that's who she wanted as coach, the coach of Louisville. Really? Yes. It was in the paper. I remember it. Pat Summit? Wanted, is it Jeff Walls? Is that the guy's name? Yeah. Yes. Pat Summit wanted Jeff Walls as her successor? I mean, she would have wanted No, Holly, it was in the right? paper. I remember reading it. Okay. She was the only one to come out for him. Interesting. I don't recall that, but that is interesting. Yeah, I, I've heard his yeah, name. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, I've heard his name connected to the to the job, you know, several times. Uh, I think going back to when Kelly Harper got it, and it just seemed like they were determined to keep it in the family. I don't think Fulmer, who was AD at the time, wanted to fight a battle. You know, he wasn't going to the mat for women's basketball. And I don't mean that as a sexist comment to quote Derek Dooley. It's just how it was. Russell, how much money do you think he'd have to pay out to get a coach like that? Boy, I have no idea. I don't think they'd hire. I don't think they'd hire. I don't think they'd go over too well with uh, some of the Lady Vol fan base. Yes. Well, am I wrong, Martin? Or when I see their games on TV, aside from UConn, I don't see many fans in the stands anymore for those games. South South Carolina beat them Well, my point in saying that is that if, you know, there's a perception, I think what Bear is saying is there's an old guard Lady Vol fan who diehard Pat Summit fans and remember the program's glory days who were determined that whoever is coaching this program post-Pat should be from Pat Summit's coaching tree. But yeah. I, I would say if the, if those folks aren't going to games, if they're drawing less than 10,000 fans a game, then I don't know how much of a say they should really get in the future direction of the program. And if I'm Danny White, Danny White certainly appears to be a strong leader who has very definite ideas of who he wants coaching in his athletics department. You know, if he looks at this program and says what's happening right now is unacceptable, then I could see him saying, I'm going to hire who I think is going to win here. Well, and it Jimmy, might not I be from the Lady Ball tree. You want Jimmy Heim said? What? He said there's three teams in the SEC. He said there's South Carolina, LSU, and Tennessee. And that's why I told you if if Harper don't finish in third place and go to the Sweet 16, because Russell, she's got the players over her son. She's got them. Yeah. No, I mean. She's we, got two, uh, Russell. Yeah. She's got two NBA first round WNBA first rounders. No excuse to be th- their record against 
ranked opponents is pathetic given the talent on that roster. Yeah, I mean, Rakia Jackson, um, obviously Horston are pro players. You know, Hotlingshed came over here from Georgia. Yeah, I mean, she's a good player. Um, I'm, I'm not saying they should be on South Carolina's level necessarily, but they shouldn't be 17 and 9 and not even ranked right now. That's that should that's not getting it done. Yes. And Marcus, have you heard anything else about her Celtics? Yeah, I was actually <clears throat> double checking a couple things for you, Martin, just to make sure. Currently we we mentioned it after your call, there's been some talks of maybe K D. Um, I don't know if that's actually gonna happen, but it wouldn't be surprising if they try to pick up a couple pieces. I'm not seeing any names that stand out right now. They also need to make sure that they lock up uh, our boy Grant Williams because his contract is up at the end of the year, and he's been he's been pretty solid for them this season. How much? How many years they give him? And how much money? Yeah, if it were me, Grant. I would- I would definitely give him a three- or four-year deal. He, he's, to me, like a sixth man, like one of those guys that's going to be able to come in right off the bench and make an impact. The big question is, is, is somebody going to offer him a starting role somewhere? Because if they do that, Boston can't offer that. So This is the last year of his rookie deal, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be hard to say, to say what kind of money he might get, but... He's he's been really good for them. I I hope that they keep him around. Yes. All right. I appreciate it, Russell. I just wanted you to know about my lady vibes, and I did listen to the whole game last night. All right, Martin. Hang keep in that there. little coach name in mind. Yep. Keep the faith. Keep the faith, Martin. Appreciate you. I will. I'll keep on listening to him. Hoops hypes Michael Scoto in October said that he believes Grant Williams will command between 12 and $14 million per year on his next deal with a possible ceiling of $15 million annually. So, obviously, four years, deal would be upwards of $60 million, and that uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know about you. I'd sign a four-year $60 million deal, Marcus. Pretty much sets you up. You think he's the best uh, pro of all at the moment? Because I think Kennedy Chandler could turn into no, a star. Tobias Harris. You think Tobias is better than Grant right now? Yeah. I think Tobias is. I think Jay Rich has had a much better career than Grant's had so far. I, I don't keep up with it enough. I mean, Tobias is a starter, right? Uh, uh, sure. Working in the, what, third or fourth year of a max contract, $100 million plus dollar <laughs> deal. Um. But, but Grant has – he's carved himself out a good role. I mean, he's I, – I would I would say he is certainly in that conversation. Or Grant Williams, I bet he makes a lot of lousy spending decisions. Probably has just a bunch of cars and stuff and just millions in debt. No, no, no. Probably desper- in desperate need of a cash infusion. Uh, he's uh, – He's just got a bunch of different versions of Catan. That's all he's lots of, <laughs> lots of lots of homes up and down the eastern seaboard. Sketchy investments. Owns a lot of Bitcoin. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay with us. The drive continues. Coming up, uh, we have some information out today on Tennessee baseball TV games and we're re- releasing the TV schedule. So we'll let you know when you're able to watch the baseball vols as they get their season started 
the end of next week down in Arizona. And we have a Leonardo DiCaprio dating life update. Oh, I got I got something to add on that. Guys older than me dating women who are only slightly older than my daughter. Yeah. Kind of weird. So at, at, a, at, a, at a certain point, it gets kind of weird, Leo. I'm just saying. Like, you're not saying really? you have to date another 48-year-old. Is you, you two find that weird? <laughs> I think it's odd, huh? The big age gap between Leonardo DiCaprio and that young lady. I think 19 is a little young, is all I'm saying. Marcus knows where I'm going. Man. You guys, you guys you, just find that you, completely you weird. Guys, well, you guys need to chill before – uh, Chris Hansen comes in here and asks you guys to have a seat over here. He's not going to ask me. You two guys are the ones that are all up and into the MILF manor. That was my whole point last week. <laughs> you think it's weird that Leo's doing it, but you don't think it's weird that these old, these old bags are doing it with you know, the other women's sons. None of them are 19. Yes, there's a double standard, Bear. Men and women are different, despite what people have you say. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? No, I not Sure there is. It's just laughable coming from you two. You guys are going to clutch your pearls. <laughs> and then by the end of the show, you'll be salivating over Milf Manor. You guys are idiots. Well, we can't, we can't all be as broad-minded and normal. classy as you. Yeah, normal. Is it, that's yeah. exactly the word I was searching for, Bear, to describe you. Stay with us. The Drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues, wrapping up hour number one of the program this afternoon. Another three-hour tour. 865-546-8200, your number. If you want to jump in here this afternoon, a couple lines available right now if you want to take your shot. 865-546-8200. SEC today, in conjunction with ESPN, announcing the 2023 college baseball television broadcast schedule today so obviously Tennessee is kind of a kind of a big draw with their charismatic young coach and hard-hitting hard-pitching squad number two entering the country slated at 12 of its games aired on the live ESPN family of networks during the season the remainder of the Vols home contests and conference road games will be streamed digitally on the SEC Network Plus so You'll be able to watch most of these games this year. The season opener against Arizona on Friday next week will be on the Major League Baseball Network. So will the Saturday game against Grand Canyon. Sunday's tournament finale against UC San Diego will be streamed on MLB.com. So you can watch pretty much all of these games nowadays, which is, of course, I think really contributing to the explosion of popularity in well, yeah. college baseball that we're seeing, not just here locally, but around the region and, and around the country. So here are some of the games that are going to be on uh, the, the Major League Baseball Network next week, of course. And then the nationally televised games, you won't have any in the preseason, but starting the SEC schedule, Texas A&M, Saturday game on March the 25th will be on ESPNU believe that series is a a home series and then 
two of the LSU games, that, that will be a Thursday night start. The Thursday night and Friday night games will be on ESPNU and then SEC Network. Okay. That could be a one versus two matchup. That, that could be the series of the year in college baseball. Oh, for sure. Didn't Tennessee draw, weren't we, like, if not the biggest draw in college baseball ratings-wise last year? We did some million. I, I don't know for sure, but, I mean, that wouldn't shock me. I mean, they were just such a big story. People watching just to see what we'd do next. Yeah. Florida series is in Knoxville this year. The Friday and Saturday game will be broadcast. The Saturday game will be at 2 p.m. I'd imagine that'll be a great weekend of baseball at Lindsey Nelson. Now, are we going to be able to, like um, you're saying, uh, Friday and Saturday, will the Sunday game be streaming on the app? You all, think? all the conference games will be streaming if they're not televised. Yes. Okay. The Arkansas series in Fayetteville will have one game on television, the Friday night game, 8 p.m. That, again, that'll be a big one. Tony Vitello oh, returning yeah, to Fayetteville for the first time since leaving there is Dave Van Horn's right-hand man. Of course, the last time those two teams got together, Van Horn and Vitello last seen in each other's face. And then Tennessee Vanderbilt, that will be back at Lindsey Nelson this year. All three games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, will be televised. Oh, yeah, you knew that was coming. Dave Van, I don't think Dave Van Halen really wants any of Tony. Better be careful. That old ass whipped. I'm going to kick your ass, Dave Van Horn. Dave Van Halen. Mississippi State, two games of that one. That uh, will be in – I believe it will be in Knoxville because we played down there yesterday, uh, last year, I'm almost sure, almost certain. Two games there will be televised. And then Kentucky, we played up there. Remember, we, uh, did we lose that series? Yes. We looked horrible. That, that was awful. There was nobody there. Terrible weather. Terrible, terrible weather. Terrible crowds. And we didn't play well. Huh. It was probably our worst weekend of the season barring the, eh, you know, Notre Dame thing. Whatever happened there. <laughs> so, yeah. Whatever happened, whatever happened there with Notre Dame, you know. 12 games or 14 regular season games to be televised, 12 SEC games in the, the two games next week on Major League Baseball Network. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Tennessee's got baseball fever. People fired up to watch Tony V and the baseball Vols get things fired up next week. Saw where they released the official roster on utsports.com today, so just around the corner, ready to go. What are we, 10 days out, 11 days? Next Friday, whatever that is. 10 or 11, maybe. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Leo. Is the subject of much internet discussion this afternoon. Apparently, he's got a new squeeze. Leo is 48 years old now. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, his new girlfriend is a 19-year-old supermodel. That's not a shocker. 30 years his junior. Mm-hmm. Not illegal. I mean, 19, 18 is the age of consent, right? Yeah, but it's just... Is it creepy? Is it weird? Both a little bit. 
And she was born two years after 9-11. Here's my question, and I'm not trying to defend it. But you defend it if you want. It's no, not no. illegal. I'm just saying, would we feel differently, let's say, if he was like 60 dating like a 30-year-old? What? That, I mean, it's that's a huge difference from that's a 30-year-old the, and a 19 No, I know, and that's what I'm like. I, I definitely agree with you there. Like, I think the maturity level of the brain is different. But, like, you would think that he would just, I don't know. What? Like, you can't drink with her. Like, legally. <laughs> Like that's a problem, right? Like you don't I, think he can drink with her. Yeah, he can drink with her. He, he, he bringing no, the booze I, home. No, I get that. Leo's just... not going out to the bar anymore. I, you, I get what you're saying. He, technically, she's not of age. Well, it's just to me, like it just it feels like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. like I, when I was a senior, I didn't have any desire dating someone who was like a junior, because like when, if I graduate high school and you're still in high school, that's weird for me. Well, when. When I was in high school, and the thought of dating an older woman, like even when you're in college, right? You're 18, you're 19, like, like a 30 year old woman was considered like, whoa, like that's so mature, you know? Yeah. So the thought of dating a 48 year old woman, like that, no offense to the 48 year old ladies out there. I'm, lovely we're g- glad you tuned in here this afternoon but at that age like that's old to an 18 19 year old that that's old now at 42 like i don't think 48 <laughs> that's, that's in your prime but at, at that age what, what really hit home for me was whoever posted the picture of uh picture side by side leo with his girlfriend and then pedro pascal with his co-star it's her name Bella Ramsey. Yeah, they're pretty much the same age. Like she's yeah. that the actress who plays her is nineteen, and if you watch that show, you're just like, it's her childlike qualities definitely shine through. You're like, okay, yeah. this is I a mean, kid. Part of it with me too is we've I relate back to when she was, you know, she would have been what like 10, 12 when, when Game she was of on Thrones? Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. a little kid, but still. Kind of creepy. Kind of weird. Are you going to bring this girl home and just, like, introduce her to mom? Here's my 19-year-old girlfriend, Mom, to your, like, 68-year-old mother. I don't know that his family, I mean, his dad ran. I don't know if his dad's still alive. His dad ran around with, like, Timothy Leary and I think the Merry Pranksters and all those guys in the 60s. Think about it George the DiCaprio. Hey, Mom, meet my 48-year-old boyfriend, (laughs) older than you. Stay with us. The drive continues. Marcus has your top four at four when we continue next right here on Fan Run Radio.